tips podcast i've been struggling for co-hosts left right and center and a man who stepped up to help me out today is and it's the first time i've had a, a blue hillary cup teammate on the podcast as real estate mogul in the in the hamilton region bill burnett welcome to the podcast mate and thanks for jumping on cheers callum appreciate the invite uh, i've been listening and eagerly for all I don't know how many episodes we've had now, but uh, just sort of waiting for that call up and looking after the you know the Z boys getting in, and I think it's just that mindset of eh, trying to keep straight on the boat, just like the rest of them. Just fill the jersey, yeah. Ace AC's battling his way around Europe. I think he's I think he's starting to come to the end. So I think we've got about ten more days of me just trying to pluck some people out of out of the woodwork to help me out and before he sets up a base in London and then we're going to have to sort out some time difference setups but mate I I understand you had a big weekend of uh golf and maybe and maybe had a few lagers just do you want to talk us through what happened you went up north to play yeah so a few of our boys um did the old trip up to um tri links which for all four of us was a first um you know first hit out up there and boy that was that a special place eh? it was just incredible um for those who have had the pleasure of being able to play it um will know exactly you know what i'm talking about when i say it's pretty spectacular in all forms from just the drive up with through the pine trees to the club room um and then out onto the course as well um yeah so we sort of Went up there on, uh, took the trip up Saturday morning, played there on Saturday, and played through Mungify on the way home on Sunday. So, um, yeah, good few holes out there, that's for sure. Tiara is obviously, as you said, a, a special place. What did you like most about it? And just even just around the not not just the golf course sense. I understand you boys stayed on site. What was what was the full experience like up there? Oh, you know you're at a pretty good establishment where the minute you get off the car, you got a happy, clappy Chad uh, mate, you know, rolling up, basically greeting you, shaking your hand, taking your clubs straight away. You know, we didn't even have to pull our clubs out of the car, basically. You did it all for us. So, you know, the minute you step into those sort of establishments, you're in for a good time. And um, and then you basically yeah, walk through the big doors, all the cedar buildings. It's all pretty spectacular. Yeah, I saw the boys having some putting competitions on the putting green that is, what, is it 200 metres long? Uh, yeah, we were trying to work it out. We actually, we were going to get the old rangefinder out and try and zap to the end of it because it was pretty long. But they, it's a two-acre long putting green. They call it the playground. And um, for those who have seen it, sort of know what I'm talking about. We're, we're trying to stand there and belt balls from one side up to the end. And um, we were still, no matter how hard we hit it, we were still 10 or so metres from the... Um, from the actual end of the the putting green, so pretty decent effort to get it all the way up there. Yeah, or well, a couple of boys you played with might have had to be careful doing that, just taking some divots out of the TRI greens. That would have been a, a great look on the first appearance. Yeah, absolutely. We were um, a couple of beers deep by the time we got stuck into that after our round, so um, the boys had a feel for the greens. There were plenty of putts out there during the day, so um, yeah, it was definitely um, no, it was definitely a pretty cool experience. Yeah, were the greens quite 
quite tricky to get a hang of or were they just rapid or no look, look they weren't rapid they were um pure you know they were pure greens but the conditions that we had just weren't favorable for any good scoring we were just belted by the wind there the guys <laughs> at the club sh- uh, pro shop said that there were probably 60k plus winds out on the cape there and um we had rain coming at us horizontally it was like bullets um so it didn't make for you know pleasant scoring um on the day but it also meant those sort of you know you know the little putts became very difficult because the balls weren't staying stationary you're getting blown off um course so yeah it didn't um you know the the true uh true colors came out at the end of the day it definitely separated the men from the boys that's for sure Speaking of the men from the boys, did you did you make old uh, hooks and slices mate, hit all his cups, or did did he? Oh, look, actually, to be fair, out of the four of us, hooks and slices probably played the best um, out of it. He it looked like he'd gotten over um, his demons inside of a hundred feet, and it was pretty accurate from from all accounts. Um, for those who don't know, hooks and slices is our you know blue team. Um, one of our blue team men, Dylan Callahar, and have to give a shout out to his, his new Instagram handle. Um, the boy's trying mm-hmm. to get out there, get himself that blue tick pretty quickly um, on that Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he, um, yeah, there's a couple of little snippets there that for the, the listeners to be able to look into, I'm sure he'll appreciate um, as many followers as he can. Tried to yeah, keep it quiet he, from he, the boys as well. He tried to keep that hidden for what? a little while. Well, I don't know if you if you want to get into the content creation game. I don't know if keeping it a secret's probably the best the best way to go about it. I thought you'd probably want as many as many people following you as possible. But hey, I saw him out there with the backwards cap, and he actually had a couple of decent numbers. So hey, hopefully, he's starting to turn his form around because I'm a third year lucky for the great man at the Hillary Cup. I think he's gonna he's gonna post some numbers. I think he's peaking. That's you know he's peaking well. He's getting prepared. He's putting some good. Good golf, and yeah, he was definitely the standout player between all of us. Um, you know, over the two days, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, now those that conditions up there, man. I can just I can imagine how awesome it would be on a really good day. I don't imagine the course being that difficult if you had it on on good conditions. Only sort of five thousand nine hundred meters, but shit, we were playing some three hundred and forty meter par fours. You know, driver two iron wedge sort of material. It was. Um, it was pretty crazy. Real, um, real character yeah. building stuff. Definitely, definitely. But um, oh look, it's an experience. We got to stay there as well, so we stayed in the suites. It was pretty good time. And then Mungify is a good fun track the next day too. So we had better conditions there. Um, it was a bit wet, but it, it just sort of meant you know we were able to attack some pins and um, make a few more birdies than what was on the cards the day before. So. Mm. Did the did the boys tie one on at the at the clubhouse after after the round? Oh yeah, safe to say. So we finished at about three o'clock. We sort of mucked around on the practice screen a little bit, but um, then we once we got to the club rooms, we were there through till about close, just under a thousand dollar bar tab um, for the night. So we um, yeah, got um, we safe to say we got stuck into it a little bit, but nothing crazy. It was you know a classy place. We didn't want to make dicks of ourselves, so we kept <laughs> it pretty clean. But we definitely um, it makes it easy to be able to stumble your way back. 15, 30 metres to our room, then having to jump in the wagon and, and truck back to Hamilton. So <laughs> definitely made for a good time. 
No, that, that sounds like a, a sensational weekend and the boys would have been back to reality today on Monday. But, Bill, I don't know how much you caught of the the PGA Tour. It seems like I'm asking all of my – telling all my co-hosts that when I call them in in the last kind of hour. But, mate, uh, Victor Hovland just – geez, that's – that's the best back nine of all oh, the best nine holes I've seen since you at the front nine at Tiki that day. Um, geez, tw- 28. That was just proper lights out stuff from a, from a guy who's had a, a really good season. I heard on a, on the no laying up podcast, them say that he hasn't missed a cut on tour all year, which is just incredible. But mate, I'd be interested to see, what you thought of the the BMW Championship when now that we're getting to the crunch time of the PGA Tour season? Yeah, look, I didn't catch a lot of it over the weekend. I did see a few snippets in the morning. Obviously, we were out um, on the tools during the during the weekend, but I did um, catch the sort of the back end of the fourth day, and and I watched you know all the highlights that were out there, and I don't know whether I've witnessed just the from not just Victor, but from all those guys in contention, just the pure iron striking and how stiff all of them were actually hitting it to the pin. It just they just made it look so effortless. And obviously, Victor twenty eight on the on the back nine, seven birdies, um, nine holes, and he actually missed out on a, on an opportunity on one of those holes too to to make it eight. So like it was actually ridiculous how close he was. He was just yeah, knocking it straight up next to the stick. Yeah, well, I read something today that out of those seven birdies he made, he didn't have to make a putt over ten feet. So yeah, incredible. He, he just there was, I think there was one to one foot, one to three foot, and then a couple to seven, and what I think nine <laughs> feet might have been the the biggest putt he had to make. But yeah, it's it's not often that you hit the ball like that and. Jeez, he made the most of it as his second win on tour this season. And, geez, uh, it's going to make the Ryder Cup entertaining. But another thing Absolutely. that I, I thought is the Olympia Fields is not an easy golf course. And I know that they had like a little bit of lift clean in place at the start of the week. But four under has won this t- tournament before. And, yeah, just for Victor to go lights out like that is just beyond impressive and yeah he's good into to next see him week come is... from come from behind you know three back um at the start of the day you know and, and it wasn't like um you know Scheffler and, and the boys at the top of the leaderboard were letting it go they were um you know they were all striking it and, and hitting it close and it was actually great to see um Victor come back and actually you know he's a likable guy um you want to see him win um definitely like seeing him above Scheffler, I don't know about you, but Scheffler's got a bit of a punchable face, in my opinion. So I like to see him get him, get beaten from time to time. Yeah, well, Scotty. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from, but Scotty, he putted better this better than he has this oh, than he has previous weeks this week. But he still lost two shots to the field. Um, it's he's got some serious head noise on those greens, and I know AC and I have talked about it kind of at length just he's started to obviously trial with with new putters he had a mallet in the bag this week and uh, hopefully he's he's progressing um do you think it's time he um, do you think it's time he starts looking for 
new staff on the putting green in terms of a, new, a putting coach or anything like that? Or do you think he's just trying to grind through the, you know, just the lows and, and hope that he'll find some form? Well, I don't know if it's the coaching staff because, again, on the on the No Laying Up podcast this morning when I when I listened, um, they were saying that apparently Ted Scott, as Caddy said, yeah, it's it's in the like it's it's an edge of the whole part. And Scotty Scheffler asked him which edge, <laughs> so he's obviously he's got he just doesn't really have any. Yeah, he's got proper head noise. Like whether that's obviously it's pretty reliable source, but. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know how how true that is, but yeah, I, I don't know if if changing a a caddy or a coach is is going to help him. But maybe we talked about broomstick putters last week. Maybe you could chuck one of those in the bag. Get the oh, get Scotty no, get Scotty and Lucas Glover's specs and just and just start rolling. Well, it can't them. get it can't get much worse, can it? I feel like AC needs to get on. AC is the best putter I've ever seen, and um, I think he might need to get on the old. Twitter handle and show him a few uh, tips, you know, because he's we're coming down to the last week. He's got you know the lead going into this final um, round, and shit, he's only got one way to go, really. Um, if everyone else can putt better than him, he's, he's not going to have a chance whatsoever. So he'll cough up those shots pretty quickly. Yeah, maybe AC could start a, a start a putting coaching clinic and just become. The, the Kiwi Brad Faxton and just <laughs> just just teach blokes how to roll the seed. Absolutely. Oh, look, I think it's a, a great side gig, money-making material right there. Having a little look at that leaderboard, a, a good week for obviously Matt Fitzpatrick and Scotty, like we've touched on. And it's, just before we move on from Scotty, it's like it's outrageous how he's still at the top of the leaderboard every week when his putting has just been absolute dross so like imagine if he just has a good putting week one week he might win by 20 oh that's the thing it's just he has been unbelievable tee to green every single week and it's and it's been the case all season and you and you just see whereas i'm not i don't have it off on me just where he ranks all season when it comes to strokes game putting but you can just imagine if he you know he will absolutely destroy the field if he has one good stretch of four days on with the putter but it has just been ice cold and yeah i'm look i'm nobody god's gift to putting but um shit at some points you look at it and be like man i can do a hell of a lot better than that and <laughs> and i'm sure i'm not the only oh, one thinking that so pretty i don't know i don't, I don't know if take, I've... But shit, it... <laughs> Jeez, that's that's easy to say from the armchair i'm i'm definitely firmly in the camp that i don't think i could roll it <laughs> better than he has been yeah so, um he's still Makes enough parts, but yeah, it's just to his standards, it's 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 not quite up to scratch. When you just look at the rest of his stats, you know, it's just it's a stat that's just so far below everything else in his in his toolbox, you know. So um, work ons. Yeah, and like yeah, like we said before, two he lost two shots on the field with a putter, and he was and he was two shots out of a playoff this week. So it's they all. They begin to add up, so yeah. But Fitzy, it's good to see him starting the trend before the Ryder Cup. He he's had a little bit of a tricky season. He obviously had that that win at the Heritage, but out of kind of kind of nowhere. But but he's trending in the right direction. A, a good week for him, and yeah, it's a, the Europe need him playing well, and yeah, it's good to see him. 
trending in the right direction and another European, obviously Rory always plays well, just very rarely will we'll finish outside of the top five or ten at this time of year. I He hit three fairways on Thursday and had the first round lead, so... <laughs> um, it's good to see geez. him just, you know, he, he is getting a little bit more consistent. His ball striking's, you know, hasn't quite been there for, you know, parts of this season. Um, but it's actually good to see he's he's out there making birdies once he can start rolling in those putts, you know. He did cough up a, a few lazy putts sort of in that back stretch. But, um, yeah, it's good to see him hitting the ball well. Um, you know, and just seeing him, you know, we want to see that Rory McIlroy strut, right? And I think that um, you know, sure. he, he's another one that's trending, that's for sure, going into next week. Max had another good week, a, a disappointing Saturday. Um, but look, first qualification for a Ryder Cup team, and same tied with Brian Harmon, who who's in the same boat. Obviously, he's just gone from strength to strength after the Open. He super. He's always been super consistent, Brian Harmon, and I think his putting is going to be a concern for Team Europe. At yeah, I agree. And and just when you put him, you know, in combination with the likes of Xander, who's who again was dialed in um, with those irons, you know, throughout the week, and again a whole lot of those those guys are trending as we sort of what are we about a month away from the start of the the Ryder Cup? So. Yeah. They got a although the the you know the five that they've picked so far are you'd say relatively inexperienced on a Ryder Cup um, setting, you know they're all up there competing every week, and so you can see it is going to be pretty tough going for for those Europeans. But again, with you know Victor, Fitzy, McIlroy, you know you you never want to ride ride them out um, or write write them off. Sorry, I should say. Um, yeah. yeah. Well. Well, like if you if you were to pair someone like Brian Harmon with, say Scotty, who's absolutely battling demons with the putter, like, geez, that could that could be pretty scary. And Brian Harmon is so straight too. So, look, yeah. Um, does it does it? You're we'll talk about the Ryder Cup in a bit, but does it make you nervous? The I don't know. Oh, what side of the fence are you you on? You I'm a I'm firmly wanting Europe to get the job done, but I don't know about you. Oh, look, I, I'm 100%. I want I want Europe to um, to lift that trophy for sure. I just, but I look at it actually, and I, it's actually one of those times. You know, in previous Ryder Cups, you can actually look at it and be like, oh, look, the USA are just going to you know wipe their hands with this. You know, it's it's not going to be much of a competition. But I think this year, just with the you know, the amount of players, you know, European players that are actually up competing, playing well. I think it's one of those Ryder Cups where we can look at it and, and actually expect it to be pretty close, um, which is, you know, what us fans want to see. Um, I still think that the USA are going to be pretty tough to beat. But if you get the likes of, you know, John Rahm and, and these guys that start firing, um, you know, when when push comes to shove, should I think it can be pretty... Um, be pretty close i just i don't know about the the golf course and i i haven't done enough research yet to have a strong opinion but from everything that i've heard it's it's not going to be a, a fantastic setup um i think i think it's so whereas like when the Ryder cup was at whistling straights it was such a good watch and same with mm. Le national whereas 
by all accounts, Marco Simone is just a bit of an average track for a for a Ryder Cup. So it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I don't. It'll obviously be set up to suit the the Europeans that they'll they'll tighten up those fairways. They'll gr- they'll make that rough thick. But there's also a lot of guys in that American team that are that'll hit a lot of fairways. So yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. it, it is it's going to be close. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's one of those, definitely one of those ones that it's going to be a really good watch. That's for sure. Yeah, mate. Well, while we're on the Ryder Cup, we might as well just stay on it. Uh, the The first six USA team members of well, the qualifying members have have been named after the BMW, and it is Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homer, and Xander Schauffele, which is it's a Pretty good six players to, to qualify for Zach Johnson's side. Uh, I asked you this afternoon to maybe come up with six of your own captain's picks and I'll, I'll come up with mine and then hopefully when the European team are named, we can the boys can, can do that. So give me, how about we go, oh no, you just give me your six and then and then I'll give you mine because I'd say we'll clash, at, there'll be a couple of clashes. I think so. I think um, obviously, the, you know, Brooks was was the first, he'd be the first person on my list coming in. He's the one that was in the um, in that top tier, and I think it was was it uh, Max or or Xander, one of those two. I think with their results this week, um, sort of knocked him off that guaranteed spot. But I think Brooks would be my first uh, pen to paper name um, going in. I think um, where I like to head is because you've, we've got a little bit of an experience in that you know, the first six that they've picked for the US, I think you need to throw in some some reliability when um, it comes, you know, and some more experience. So I'd be throwing Jordan Spieth, um, and there would be my next one. I like to see Ricky Fowler in there. I think he's proven it this season, um, just with his consistent gameplay, his puttings seems to be there. Um, Cam Young, another one. Um, that I think deserves a spot. Um, and there he's played pretty well. Um, I want to throw Keegan Bradley in the mix. I want to see that grin on the greens. I want to see him getting fired <laughs> up. I feel like he could be the, you know, the one like an Ian Poulter, you know, just comes out of nowhere into this setup and, um, and can cause a bit of mischief. Um, just lurk, just lurking on those greens and his Jordans. Just absolutely. Really st- Aim pointing bloke, it up. He's that bloke that shouldn't be there, but I feel like he's the the guy that could actually make the difference. Um, and my last pick, I was tossing up between Sam Burns and Tony Finau. Um, Tony Finau, obviously, he, he's made that last thirty, but whether he's sort of been there or thereabouts, I don't know. I'd like to see. I think Sam Burns in the mix, which leaves out obviously a couple of big names for me like your Colin Morikawa's, your Justin Thomas's, um, and those guys. So those would be my six. Yeah, pretty how do, how do you pretty rank? similar pretty similar to me, mate. I didn't have Cam Young. I just don't think he's he's shown signs this year, but I don't think he's playing well enough to earn a spot. Hasn't won on tour. If he'd if he'd won an event this year, I would have Thought maybe I know Scotty Scheffler went before he had won an event, but 
he had also been super consistent, whereas Cam Young, you just kind of don't know what you're going to get. So I I had Colin Morikawa and JT, and th- they were the only two I had different to you. And I had bracketed uh, Sam Burns and Keegan Bradley. So I wasn't too sure what way I'd lean for those two, but I was the same. I had Brooks, Ricky, Jordan Spieth. And yeah, so... Do you think they'll Look, um, go with JT after his... Even yeah, he's come uh, out on social media admitting that his season's been a disgrace and from his own perspective. Um, do you think they'll still back him just purely on experience? Yeah. And his I actually... I th- Jordan Spieth? Yeah, I think I think he, he'll he get picked for sure. I think just a classy, classy operator and... I, I think he'll be right up for the Ryder Cup and he's just got that that fight in him that'll he'll want to massively prove a point and he might he might not go get sent out to play or every every match, but I, I think he needs to be there personally. I'd 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 love to see JT. Now I'm a big JT fan. I um you know, you love seeing him and Spieth, you know, pair up together like they do each time. Um I agree with you and and you know that he should be there, but just results um, wise, I just yeah couldn't couldn't bring him um, to be on my list. So fair enough, and geez, looking forward to the Ryder Cup, and I'm sure the off the tips boys will break it down a, a, a lot more closer to the time. Same with the Solheim Cup, that's the the week before, so we're in for some good team golf uh, coming up, but. Bill, before we rip into our playoff holes, let's just do a quick, have a quick glance at the Tour Championship this week. Someone's in for a big paycheck. Uh, what do you think about the format? Uh, oh, look, I don't, yeah, look, I don't mind it. It's definitely one of those ones that's rewarding the the guys who have, have played well. Um, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot in it when by the time you get down to the to the um, I guess to the nitty gritties, but look, I think it's um, you know, any of those guys that are sort of sitting within four or five shots have, have got a chance. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a outstanding few rounds of golf. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty indifferent about the the format. For those of you that don't know, it's it's like a it's a handicap start. Uh, yeah, so Scheffler starts at ten under, Hovland starts at eight under, McIlroy seven, Ram six. Glover five, and so on. I just I don't see a winner coming out outside of that top four at, at East Lake this week. I'm not I'm not sure about you. I just I don't think you can give <laughs> I don't think you can give Scotty Scheffler more than four shots and expect to beat him. No, I think it, it's it's a four horse race in my opinion. I agree. Scheffler, Hovland, McElroy, Ram. Um, one of those four are in for some more money than than they possibly need. Um, come the end of next weekend, so um, yeah, something like John Rahm, he's he's probably had the highest earning season of his career, and it would be great to see him sort of claw back a few shots to to take over that um, you know, that number one spot. Um, but yeah, it'll, I think it just comes down to those four. I think. Yep, uh, I agree, and. The only disappointing, well, the disappointing thing about the tour championship is that it's at East Lake, probably the worst stop on tour. Such a shit golf course. Oh. I agree. I reckon it's trash. 
every yeah. every year they do it, and it's uh, the same comments come from everybody saying that. Should imagine if you put this final round of the Tour Championship on a bloody top tier course and really get the boys tested, um, how good watching it is. But it's the same shit every year when you come to to East Lake, and but again, it's got that history, so um, yeah, it continues. Yeah, Patrick Cantlay loves it, East Lake, and that probably tells you all you you need to know about the golf course. To be Absolutely. honest, it's as boring as Patrick is. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, mate, we'll we'll rip into our playoff holes. Do you have anything to tee off on this week, or as I was going to give you your own your own playoff hole is Bill's hot take. If you if you got something along those lines, if you don't have a teeing off, yeah, I've um, oh look, it was something that uh, that was uh, something I'd never thought of before. And we we're up at TRI this weekend, and we got to the first tee, and there's this lovely bloke there, you know, giving us some shit beforehand, and um, sort of guiding us through sort of a couple of these holes that we're about to face. And then he goes and, and reaches down into one of these boxes and pulls out this little gadget and gives it to one of the mates. And it's a walkie-talkie. Um, and he basically insisted that we had to carry one around. So if we start holding up the play, that they can get straight in our ears while we're out on the course and tell us to basically hurry the fuck up. Um, so I actually thought my hot take is I really liked that idea because, you know, we have members of Tierkey here in Hamilton and, boy, do we go out on some Saturdays and experience some extremely slow rounds, upwards of five hours. And, mm. and I don't know about you, anything sort of more than four hours 20 for me and I'm starting to to get a little twitchy. So um, yeah. I think having those little walkie-talkies on for every member to be able to hurry groups up is, should be compulsory, in my opinion, on all golf courses. On, on their busy weekdays or weekends. Um, I thought it was such a great idea. And they even mentioned that they might even be listening to us, which, you know, quote or don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, but well, it's a, it's a, pod, it's like a podcast, to, mate. You've, you've quoted yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, um, I'd like to, to see on the, you know, be on the other end of, a, of an abusive uh, walkie talkie conversation telling some, some old, you know, people to hurry up. Um, I think that'd be great to see on all golf courses, in my opinion. Yeah, I, it's the first I've heard of that as well, and I, I don't definitely don't mind it at all. I think I've been in the same boat as you at Tiki. It's It gets, geez, it gets as good a course as it is. It gets slow, and I, I do think the the rough there does not help some of the members, but like you were just losing balls left, right, and center, but... That's a story Absolutely. for another day, but yeah. And then you it's, get um, the old guys that continue to think, oh, well, I'll continue to search for my ball, and they spend all day trying to do it, and it's kind of like, well, just move on. Yeah. Or get the guys going in there on their little walkie-talkies saying, hey, look, you've lost two holes, get a move on or we'll pull you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, I think it's, I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's fantastic, mate. I, I, I really enjoy hearing that. It's good. Uh, I I didn't really have a tang off this week. I just something obscure kind of happened to me when I was up waiting for public transport, as I have had to do since moving here, because I haven't got a car yet. And look, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm not hating not having a car. It's it's not too bad. But I was waiting up at a bus stop, and this uh, homeless bloke came up to me, and I was like, oh yeah, like this bloke. And he's like, oh, hey mate, um, 
can you do me a massive favor? And we're standing outside a bakery. I was like, oh, I might just want a sandwich or something. Like, all good. I'm sure I can front front the bloke a chicken and avocado. But <laughs> he goes, oh, mate, can you do me a favor? Like, I've been living down in the park for 19 years. Um, all I want is a, a 40 pack of Rothman Blues. I was like, oh, mate. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna buy a pack. I of hope you clothes. delivered on his on his ask. No, no, no. I I, I thought I considered it. I was like, oh, forties Rothman Blues. Like, is that is that is that really all you want, mate? But I was like, oh no, nah, mate. I think I'm doing you a favour by, by by not getting you getting you that. Ah, but yeah, that was you being a, a little bit, good Australian little, citizen. Yeah, look at that was pretty. That was a pretty rogue. Rogue encounter I had this week, but hey, look. Any golf for you on the cards last weekend or in the coming weekends? Nah, mate, I don't even know where my golf clubs are, actually. I think one of my mates has them. Uh, he's had them for about two months. I, I haven't touched a golf club apart from a couple of practice strokes at the office with a putter. But look, mate, I'm, I'm looking to get out in the... <laughs> the listeners will be rolling their eyes at that because I've been I, I say that <laughs> so <laughs> whenever, every whenever week. I see whenever I see ask me but uh yeah I think I'll go pick up my sticks at some point I've been invited on Sunday so if I'm not dusty as sin uh I'll <laughs> I'll consider getting out to Bankstown for a hit which is a public course down in the south of Sydney but I've got a big weekend on the horizon it's one of my mate's birthdays and we're out in some breweries and manly, so look, I I might not be able to front for golf this week, but <laughs> fair enough. Uh, hopefully, I've got some plans to 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 play in the near future. I'm not actually a member anywhere at the moment, so I, I need a I really need to sort that out. It's it's uh, becoming. I just need a. It's not too bad taking your golf clubs on the train. You just need a front and do it. It's 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 all good. <laughs> that's the way. That's the way. Well, mate, I really appreciate you jumping on uh, at late notice tonight. And I said we'd try keep it around twenty minutes, as I do to all my my fill in co hosts, and we're up pushing around the forty minute mark as as we are every week. But mate, it was good to catch up, and yeah, uh, I'm I'm sure this won't be your last appearance on the Off the Tips podcast. And keep being a, a keen listener. Absolutely. No, that sounds good. Hey, I um, appreciate the invite. I've actually got one um, one little question I want to put out to the to the listeners it's um something i actually saw online and it you know it's it's quite um interesting i know what i'd do but it's one of those would you rather and um i thought it could be something Ooh, that the, the listeners can have their opinion so the question is would you rather be guaranteed one million dollars or you play 72 holes against prime tiger woods if you win one hole outright you get 100 million but if you don't you spend a year in jail what would you do? Oh, I'm, I'm taking. Would you take, I'm taking would you take the mill? I'm taking or would Tiger. You take, nah. Taking I'm taking on? Tiger on. I'm taking Tiger Risking on, I think. Uh, back look, yourself you to just, just make a birdie and hope make he doesn't. Make a birdie. You're making hopefully one birdie. And you probably, it probably can't be on a par five because he's going to birdie all the par fives. So you've just got to hit one tight and hope he doesn't. But I, I think a year in the pen could be good for me. I, I, I could catch up with Angel Cabrera. I could he um, rub shoulders with Angel some, again. <laughs> yeah, I could. He could be my Sally. He, he could. He could break down the mechanics of getting of getting my swing on plane, and then we could 
and then yeah, I could just I could do with some prison food. I could lose a couple. I could do some chin ups. A year in the a year in the big house probably wouldn't be the worst thing, and a hundred mil would obviously be better. So so yeah, really, think, it's just a win win for you. A hundred mil or jail, well, and yeah. you played seventy two holes against Prime Tiger. Seventy oh seventy two holes. Seventy two yeah, holes. holes. Sorry, I thought it was eighteen. I thought seventy two holes definitely. You're surely gonna get one Remember, hole off him. Like surely he's gonna make a bogey and and you're just gonna have plonked one on the green. You'd you'd like to think so. Just remember how good Prime Tiger Woods was though. Oh yeah, that no, is and, true. And, and this Pro- would be and this Prime would be Tiger. pure match play for him as well. This wouldn't just be a seventy two round stroke play. This would be just beef trying to beat you every hole. This would okay. um yeah. Look, I, I put it out there. I'd be keen to hear what the, the listeners think, whether they can or, or can't. I think it's uh, quite a good little question, that. Yeah, that's right. What would you do? Um, look, I think you have to – I have to back myself 72 holes. Shit, he could beat me in 71 of them. But, you know, you think at least on – you know, you got 16 cracks on a par three to try mm. and hit one stiff and, and hope he two-putts, um, yeah. you know. I think uh, you just have you're to probably take more one, of a one million. Uh, the, you're the, probably more I, more I of a chance, well. I suppose. Like, well, you've been you've been better than scratch before. Like, you'd like to think you'd you'd be able to pluck one off. Top them on yeah. one. Top them on one. But yeah, well, actually, you bringing up the question uh, brings brings me to our our listener questions that I completely forgot about for playoff holes. But look. I'll pick. I'll just pick a couple off the top. There's obviously one that from Travis that went away on the on the golf trip with you. Uh, etiquette on gimmies when playing for your typical match for beers. <laughs> I feel like this is this is a a, a little targeted question. Actually, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well. Um, Etiquette on gimmies. Uh, well, look, I'm I'm all about gamesmanship, mate. Like, I I don't really have a set a set like distance. I think. Look, maybe maybe I won't make you putt a couple of four footers early in the round, and and make you putt a couple of two footers later. I I don't really have a. It's just it's eye test for me. If I look like it's got a bit in it, like mate, you putt that two. If if you have to hit a two or three footer that has to leave the hole a little bit. I reckon putter and match play, but if you guys are just playing socially and like give a fuck, really pick it up if you yeah. want. <laughs> yeah, well, just a what bit of context. You? I think I know where this is coming from. It was a match between myself and Travis. It was a thirty-six hole uh, game. It was myself and Travis versus our mate Patrick and and Dylan, and um, we we're on the sixteenth hole on the second round. Two days of golf. And Travis has about a foot and a half putt, dead straight left in in a, in a two putt scenario. And uh, Dylan proceeds to saying, "No, we'll see that um, away from a foot and a half." And uh, Travis goes on to miss the putt and actually oh. loses the hole. <laughs> um, but we there's a little bit of little bit of heat thrown in there just on on the gamesmanship. Do you because it's just a foot and a half? Do you? Uh, do you just give it, or is it token to to as I say gamesmanship? Do you you let them see it out? Because it was very well, much just a walk up, tap it in, 
and, and it did miss um, rather than lining the ball up again and, and finishing off that foot part. Well, look, you, you can argue that D- Dill made the right call, like didn't he? <laughs> he missed the part. Like we we will see that. Thanks, and and I, in fact, will keep seeing them for the rest of the day if you're going to miss them from there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And it just I'll just pick two more. Uh, this one from Matt. Uh, can I get a Twilight Golfer apology for Victor Hovland? Yeah, that's a that's a fair call. Um, I I called. Victor Hovland, a twilight golfer, earlier this year. I just didn't think he could do it in the big moments. And I put my hand on my heart and say, I was wrong. He's a, a proper player. He contended at most of the majors this year. And what do I know? So there you go. There's your, there's your apology. Um, I think that's deep and meaningful. It, it comes from the heart. I, I, don't think, I don't think me and Victor will have any hard feelings. And finally... Does Brooke get get a captain's picks? So they were just the first three that popped up, and yeah, as we've as we've established, we think Brooks definitely gets a captain's pick at the Ryder Cup. Well, Bill, I'll say goodbye to you for the second time, and cheers, guys, for for tuning in this week, and hope you enjoyed the pod. And look, we're, we're, I promise you, AC will be gracing your your ear holes over the next couple of weeks. He'll be back, and hopefully, he'll have some cracking yarns from his from his tours around Europe but Bill catch you later mate and and I hope the real estate market is uh is going well just go home that's your home